0: Welcome, it's Indisputable, I'm your host, Rashad Richie, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, my contributor, none other than Yasmin Aaliyah Khan, host Global Threat Podcast, The Breakdown, contributor, remarkable individual. Should be a fascinating breakdown. Top story of the day, Marjorie Taylor Greene made Speaker Pro Tem. People are outraged. I'll give you some background to this, but here's her in action.
1: The Speaker's Rooms, Washington DC,
2: March 8th, 2023. I hereby appoint the Honorable Marjorie Taylor Greene to act as Speaker pro tempore on this day. Signed, Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House of Representatives.
3: Pursuant to the order of the House of January 9th, 2023, the chair will now recognize members from the list submitted by the majority and minority leaders for morning hour debate.
0: The hell, obviously you can literally lie your way to the top. You can fill your way to leadership, prominence and success within the industry of American politics. Accountability is not required, nor A good functional understanding of the job. Let me give you the background. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene took the ham of the House session, prompting outrage comments as she was handed the Speaker's gavel. Ms. Greene called the chamber to order on Wednesday, and the House clerk read a proclamation from Speaker Kevin McCarthy, naming her his understudy. For the day, the speaker's room, Washington DC, March 8th, uh, 8th 2023. I hereby appoint the Honorable Marjorie Taylor Greene to act as Speaker Pro Tem. On this day, signed Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House of Representatives. House reading clerk Susan Cole said in a prepared statement on the House floor. A clip of the moment quickly went viral on social media as Twitter users said it was A free campaign ad for Democrats that the majority party handed the gavel to a far right member of the party, you damn right it was. Now, this is my issue with Democrats. Democrats will say, whoa, wait a minute, what are you doing? This is a campaign move. Yeah, you all need to try it one day. Learn how to take pages out of the playbook that are effective and not illegal. You can do that, instead of sitting on the sideline criticizing and complaining. Is it immoral, unethical to have a Marjorie Taylor Greene? A person who was antithetical to the government, a person who protected known terrorists that attempted to shred democracy and rip the US Constitution. Is it immoral for her to be Speaker Pro Tem? Of course, of course it is, but it is even more immoral. When Democrats in leadership do not step up and fight to advocate for those who gave them the power to solve things. You see that gavel is symbolic, that policy is not. So please understand when you're outraged by a particular action on the right. Know that those who are feeling the adverse impact of bad policy are more outraged by your inaction. There's more. The honorable, Marjorie Taylor Green said, no one sane, Scott Dorkin tweeted. Craig Newman said, Newman said, there was nothing honorable about any of this by your all script writers. The story has become unbelievable, Brett Pransky added. Now, in related but unrelated news, put up the attorney who has now been condemned because of her lies about the election you're looking at Gina Ellis former Trump attorney the Colorado Supreme Court has now publicly condemned Ms Ellis for violating rules that attorneys attorneys must not knowingly engage in any non-criminal conduct that involves dishonesty fraud deceit or misrepresentation after she admitted in court She made misrepresentations while representing Donald Trump after the election that were reckless and had a selfish motive. Including claiming the election was stolen and Trump won by landslide and alleging election fraud. Another attorney has admitted the truth. Another attorney has gone on record and said I lied about all of it. Another person who connected to Donald Trump, seeking, I don't know, maybe fame, publicity, or money, has admitted under an actual official hearing that they lied about the election. Fox News hosts and producers being exposed by the day, they too lied to their audience and told the truth among each other that somehow the election was stolen to the audience, but it was not stolen when they talked to each other. These elements of truth are coming out. Is it going to make a difference? Probably not, but it is here. All right. Thoughts, my dear sister.
4: Yeah, you know, it really makes you wonder what kind of backdoor deals McCarthy made to become speaker. And, you know, while it's embarrassing for McCarthy to concede his power like this to someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene, it should speak volumes to Republican voters. This party. It it doesn't have an extremist wing, it is the extremist wing, right? It's working to empower and amplify that extremism rather than attempt to bring it back to a place of reason and sensibility. I also don't love how this is essentially rewarding the loudest and most obnoxious person in the room for being loud and obnoxious. But of course, this isn't the first time that we've seen that happen in politics. And conversely to what's happening with her, it's nice to see that there are some consequences for one's actions and um, and their words with the, with the Trump attorney, right? This and what we're seeing with the Dominion suit against Fox is interesting because it kind of gives us a peek behind the media circus and the political circus and also where they intersect with one another. We know that a lot of what our public figures say are talking points. That have sometimes been, you know, workshop by entire teams of people before they're heard publicly, and it's not really surprising to see any of this, but it's still good that we are seeing it.
0: Yeah, and we
1: shall continue to follow the circus as it develops. Department of Justice says yes. The police department
0: responsible for the death of Breonna Taylor. A racist as hell. They call black people monkeys. All kind of things have been uncovered. Let me uh, put up a graphic of the woman who was killed unnecessarily, obviously, by the Louisville Police Department. Uh, let's go to Jefferson County. An investigation conducted by the DOJ's Civil Rights Division found that the Metro Police Department. And the Jefferson County Metro government engagement engaged in a pattern of unconstitutional behavior by routinely using excessive force, number one. Number two, conducting searches based on invalid warrants. And number three, unlawfully discriminating against black people in enforcement activities. The review also found that police violated the rights of those engaged in protected speech critical of policing. And that some officers used racial slurs about black citizens. The city has reached an agreement in principle to resolve the constitutional violations found by federal investigators, the Justice Department said. Let's put up Ms. Taylor's picture again to remind you of why we even have this investigation. The investigation only comes in the aftermath of the March 2020 botched police raid that led to the death of Brianna Taylor. In August, four officers were federally charged in connection to her death. DOJ's pattern and practice investigation was not a criminal probe, but rather looked at broader systemic issues in the department. One LMPD leader telling federal investigators "Brianna Taylor was a symptom of problems that we have had for years. Did you hear that? She's a symptom. Of problems we have had for years. Understand the dynamic of culture here. What that official has said is that the expression you see is not because of a few bad apples. The expression you see, the criminal charges with these officers do not stop with these officers. Here's the problem you see, the report shows systemic connection between racism, policy, implementation, and the people involved. Well, all of them should be fired at the very least. Some should be arrested at the most. There's more, the report said the police officers. Actions do not happen in a vacuum and noted that segregation, poverty and violence affected policing in the racially segregated city. The police department, which is 81% white, was charged with patrolling neighborhoods that were predominantly black. The report also said police have difficult jobs and lack support and resources to prevent this kind of misconduct. For years, it says, LMPD has practiced an aggressive style of policing that it deploys selectively, especially against black people. But also against vulnerable people throughout the city, the report says. LMPD sites people for minor offenses like wide turn and broken taillights, while serious crimes like sexual assault and homicide go unsolved. There's a report that shows for the majority of cities, roughly 80 to 90 percent of police work is actually traffic based. And the other percent that may exist for the more dangerous crimes. The vast majority of those crimes are not even solved. So if they would focus on the actual crimes that create a dysfunction in life or society, maybe they would have a better chance of solving them. Furthermore, some officers have videotaped themselves throwing drinks at pedestrians from their cars. Once again, that's illegal. Insulted people with disabilities, unethical and immoral and called black people monkeys, animal and boy, room and grounds for termination. This conduct erodes community trust and the unlawful practices of the LMPD and the Metro underm- undermined public safety. Unlawful action, it says. What does that mean? Does that mean illegal? Yes, unlawful means illegal. When is somebody going to jail? Let's put it up, the mayor and the interim chief had a press conference. And they said they are taking action to reform and improve how our police department operates. Real simple here, the people in the report released their names and what they did, that's number one. Number two, make sure that those who engage in criminal conduct get a referral directly to the DA's office. And number three, let the community know that you are serious about prosecuting those who you found to be in criminal action while being a cop. That's it, one, two, three. All right, thoughts here.
4: Yeah, this investigation is so important because again, we're having light shined on a part of society that tends to operate within the shadows. For most of us, the only interactions that we have with cops is maybe when they pull us over while driving. And for most of us, those interactions are irritating at worst. But for those who see a much different side of cops, it can go from irritating to deadly real quick and we've seen that happen way too many times. We can sit on this show and talk about racism within police forces all day, but people will still deny any evidence presented because I think people really want to believe that the cops are there to serve and protect. They want to feel safer when they're around and they want to believe that if there's trouble, they can call someone to help them. But this report and the reality of what is really going on within police departments is hard to deny. I'm sure people still will, but it's pretty damning.
1: Yeah. All right, I told you this would happen eventually. Tennessee House
0: passes a bill that would say it is okay to not engage in giving someone a marriage certificate if they are of different races. If they are members of the LGBTQ community, Or if for some reason there's a religious objection, all right? So let's highlight the reality of bad legislation progressing. Let's put up the Twitter post. Tennessee House passed a bill not requiring anyone to solemnize a marriage if they disagree with it. What does that mean? This allows people to refuse to marry queer couples, trans couples, even interracial couples. They are coming for all of us, not just trans people. I want you to see this bill, I bring this bill to your attention because as I say often, if you say nothing when they knock on your neighbor's door, they will eventually knock on yours. And I remember when people were saying things like, well they will never come for interracial marriage, they're just coming for gay marriage right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the bill that has passed literally grants authority to government clerks to not issue a marriage license to a person or to a couple they simply have a personal disagreement with. Which provides opportunity to say no based on race, sexual orientation or otherwise. There's more, the Tennessee House of Representatives has passed a bill that would allow people to refuse to perform a marriage if they disagree with it. According to the bill which passed Monday night, a person shall not be required to solemnize a marriage if the person has an objection to solemnizing the marriage based on the person's conscience or religious belief. Now you may say, well doc, this must apply to religious leaders, to preachers, right? The law already says, members of the faith community can engage in legal discrimination. They don't have to say yes to a marriage that is already there. This bill is different. The bill which moves to the state senate now is the latest in an onslaught of measures that the Tennessee legislature has passed attacking LGBTQ rights. This bill could also apply to couples where at least one partner is transgender or two mixed race couples. The Tennessee law already says that religious leaders do not have to officiate weddings they object to. Critics say the new bill goes beyond that and would empower county clerks to refuse to certify marriage license. Meaning that LGBTQ interfaith or or interracial couples could be unable to get married at all rather than just needing to find a new officiant for their ceremony. (laughs) Marriage equality is technically the law, it's the law of the land, Thanks to the Respect for Marriage Act, which President Joe Biden signed in December. But Tennessee's bill exploits a major loophole in that law. Critics have long warned that the Respect for Marriage Act did not go far enough. The bill had been amended during the debate process to say that religious organizations do not have to marry same-sex couples. And the law also does not require states to actually issue same-sex marriage license supporters, Tennessee's bill and dozens of similar ones moving through the state legislatures across the country say their main goal is to protect children. This is the reason why it's important to have a progressive wing of the Democratic Party willing to stop bad but compromised legislation. Corporate Democrats told us, no, 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 this is better than nothing. This is a good idea, we are able to compromise. Well, there's a reason they told you we can't use that language. We can't explicitly say states don't have the opportunity to to do A, B and C. Why? Because they needed to exploit the vulnerability. So what happens in the political construct? Democrats take a victory lap as if they just delivered a win. Republicans silently know they just won a victory themselves. Democrats will give you a speech about this. While Republicans give their base a law, all right, thoughts.
4: You know, what is going on in Tennessee and why? So I'm dating a white guy, right? So I'm glad that we don't live in Tennessee, but we are in Texas. And what's worrying about this is that whenever one state or district or whoever figures out how to get something passed, you tend to see other states and districts adopting that exact same strategy very quickly. This just expedites the spread of Uh, what's another word for the word I want to use? nonsense It expedites the spread of nonsense to other backward places. And unfortunately as a Texan, what's going on in Tennessee is very concerning. And of course the hypocrisy of all of this is dumb. I don't even think we need to harp on that very much. The misdirection of all of this is dumb. They're demonizing people and ideologies that literally aren't hurting anyone while ignoring things that citizens actually care about. This is just an example of elected officials in Tennessee being bad at their jobs.
0: Very
1: bad, all right, we got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back, we have a lot of show left, always good to be with you. Uh,
0: the watch list, let me remind you, the big home of Gerald Jackson, new time, make sure you stay tuned for the watch list, all right? After you watch Unbossed with Nina Turner, then you have the watch list, all right? He talks about stories you need to pay attention to. News, politics, culture, current events, sports and more. Subscribe to the watch list and watch live daily 5 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Pacific time, youtube.com forward slash watch list TYT. A lot of comments don't have a lot of time. Let me read as many as I can. All right, good stuff. i am make you see the silver dragon says Marjorie Q getting speaker is no surprise. Uh, she had McCarthy's empty. <laughs> Empty Saxon or Paul since he ran for speaker spot. Her promised, he promised her the power in exchange for her uh, simping over him for the speakership. You know, I think the person that really runs it is probably a combination of Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene. That is the worst combo possible. Uh, but you know. All right. Stop Dragon says whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did to me. They seem to forgot that one. Uh, the words of Christ, talking about the great unification of every human being on the planet. When you do something to a person in front of you, you really do it to yourself, or you do it to those who love you or hate you. If you love your, uh, if you love your God, whom you can't see, but hate your brother, whom you see every day, it's a lie, according to Scripture. All right. And Paul Martin, thank you, Paul, welcome to Double Dosa. We we'll appreciate your support. Okay, got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would.
1: You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a you Sunday. You. You're my feel great,
3: Back
4: off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Hey, 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 hey,
1: yeah. Call the police. Yeah. Ah, we can
2: up the Yes? yes. 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 You can keep recording all warm.
3: Warm. you want. Right. You ain't right. uh, gonna go it up go. Go sorry, the scroll, It happens. It literally happens. So
4: I'm no, fine that apologize.
3: it happened, but yeah, you can you take a
1: really shower, it's me. fine. Yeah, it's not a big deal,
5: you That's can right. shower. It doesn't hurt to just say sorry. Yeah. Okay, okay he didn't say sorry. Didn't come at it nice. You could have come sorry. at it nice. I'm it's fine sorry. that he's
3: yeah. just threw yeah. up, but you just uh, didn't uh, apologize uh, to me. Well, I, maybe he, not he not couldn't apologize at the moment, man. He didn't know. He literally couldn't. How was he supposed to know? You didn't say anything in the boat, did you? I said I'm sorry. I said it three times. What the on. It's
1: enough, let's go. No, hey, you're crazy.
0: Code 52, cackle of carriers in the same family. Same family. All right, let me give you some background to this. So the person recording, um, an unfortunate thing happened to the person recording. That guy, according to the narrative, vomited on the person recording. The person recording says, "You know, you can just say I'm sorry. You can give an apology." Then everyone basically acted as if it was weird to ask for an apology, but normative to vomit on another human being. Karenicity, all right, what are your thoughts here?
4: Yeah, ew. I I can't even imagine what I would do if I was in this woman's shoes. I would be crying, honestly. I would be crying. But how hard is it to just say I'm sorry that I threw up on you? How does that person not right. even feel badly for doing that, even if it wasn't done on purpose? You know, you can still acknowledge that you've literally thrown up on someone. And if this did happen to me, even if I was crying, I think I'd like to think that I wouldn't be mad at the person assuming they didn't purposely direct their face at me while this was happening. I don't understand why they're so defensive. It's just such a weird thing to be defensive about, you know, It's gross. Yeah. I hate, I hate the story.
0: Well, yeah, not weird when you're caring. All right, got a question for everybody. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie.
3: Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never, had, I hate math. Somebody say, "Amen." There's a lot of mind-blowing that's being exposed, like reptilians, Beyonce being a demon, uh, mind control, which is huge. Like a lot of famous people being mind-controlled. And they're not who you think they are. Um, but people don't want to believe it because who wants to believe in a reptilian? Or like an alien? <laughs> but truth's coming out. Like it or not, it's coming out. We're going to see it. You're going to see it eventually. If you're not awake, you're going to be awake. But again, all of this stuff is only coming from the conspiracy theorists, right? They're not going to put it on the news. All the stuff that they're putting on the news... All that big stuff that they put on the news, don't even pay attention to that. Because if that's happening on the news, it's most likely not actually happening in the real world. You got to look elsewhere to find the real truth.
0: Yes, I agree. So, madam, I make a promise to you if you find a reptilian or an alien, you give me a call, I will put them
1: in a (laughs) bullpen.
0: Listen, all right. Um, ma'am, you went too damn far when you said Beyonce is a demon, all right? The beehive is going to buzz, you gotta understand this. I would be surprised if your social media account is still active, given the Beyonce comment. The other stuff, run of the mill, but you can't come for Bay all right. Yeah, this was not a troll according to uh, the poster. This is authentically believed and that's fine, you can have whatever. Whoa, don't do that without warning me, wait a minute. All right, what are your thoughts here?
4: Uh, I, people don't wanna believe it because there's no proof, not because people just don't wanna believe it. but. You know, She said something that explains how a lot of these conspiracy theorists stay stuck in their bubbles. They actively ignore the things that they see and hear in the news. They actively insulate and isolate themselves into their mental bubbles. And it's no surprise that we're seeing such a rise in conspiracy theories these days. People have access to arguably too much information with social media. They don't know what to do with all of it. The world is crazy and scary and people wanna believe that something bigger than them or outside of them is gonna come save them. And it's a Like they feel helpless and they feel scared. And that's why there are lizard people, because that explains why people are so terrible. And one day the bird people are going to come and rescue us all from the lizard people. And, you know, maybe just people suck. You know, maybe that's it. They're not lizard people, they're just terrible people.
0: Yeah. And listen, aliens may be real. And if they are, they are not friendly, in my opinion, because they did not abduct Donald Trump. (laughs) All
1: right. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back, lot of show left. Okay, progress report. Let
0: me remind everyone, big corporate newsletters. All want you to believe they've got the inside story. Progress report brings you something better, insight. Get it in your inbox by scanning the QR code. Or go to tyt.com forward slash newsletter to sign up. Also, podcast, Indisputable everywhere. Whenever you miss Indisputable Live, make sure to catch up on full episodes by checking out our podcast. Listen to Indisputable on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Also, it'll be great if you can rate our show with five stars. All right, I thank you in advance. We got a lot of comments. I'll read as many as I can. Okay. Bill's dragon circles the wagon. If a cackle is a group of Karens, what genus and species are Karens from the same family? Listen, let me say this, we are still trying to figure that out. We did not know that Karens can coexist in the same family to this degree. On record, we only have two Karens in one family at a time. This was unprecedented, what we've seen today. The science community is catching up. All right. Uh, imploded brainy says Trash and night of passage puking on the stranger. Ooh, yeah, I agree. All right, and Meredith Putman, Member for two months. Thank you so much for that support. Karen's and critical thinking are an oxymoron. Yeah. Thank you for the pronunciation key. All right. Okay. Republican elected official utilized an anti-Semitic slur and said it was not.
5: Here it is. That's the real problem. You think you did nothing wrong. Your morals are very, very low. And you just used an ethnic slur joking around. Are you okay with that? You think the Jewish community is okay with what you said, Sam?
2: The fact that I walk in and say, hey, I'm going to have to G you down is not an ethnic slur. That has nothing to do. I'm not referring, okay, I'm not referring to the Jewish community, okay, I use that term as an adjective, as a descriptive word of bargaining them down. The person I said it to knew it, I think you or anyone that's watching that knows that. So, yes, that is not an ethnic slur. You can go in my office right now and beside the American flag, I have the flag of Israel. That is not meant for that, and and I think you know that. So, no, I'm not apologizing for that. I didn't say that towards any person or about any person. I think a Jewish
5: person would probably disagree with that being an an ethnic slur.
0: We got to count the ways of the white privilege here being demonstrated by this member of the elected class. Let's put his picture up for a mask. He says, Now listen, just because I walked in this room and said Jew down does not mean I meant it in that way. I meant I'm going to negotiate down a price. Well, that is what we thought you meant, sir, because that's the slur and its indication. Okay. He also said, Hey, I have a flag of Israel on my desk. Now, this is the first time I've heard this argument. His name is Sam Parker. Let's keep Sam, white privilege Parker, up. Sam did not utilize the traditional, I have a black friend or I have Jewish friends. As his defense, the man said, I have a Jewish flag. Um, The flag of Israel being on your desk, sir, does not mean you did not make a racist ethnic slur against an entire community. Um, I can imagine what you say about black people. The public official, Sam Parker, Uh, The commissioner of Santa Rosa County, this is in the state of what? Florida, that's right, all right. Uh, Park had already been asked to resign uh, in January 2021 when the clerk of court, Donald C Spencer shared a video claiming that the commissioner was responsible for, let's just say mishandling waste franchise contracts. Uh, remember, the person confronting him said he was the most corrupt individual on the council. Uh, the American Jewish Committee labels the phrase Jew down as anti Semitic. Uh, rooted in the false stereotype that Jews are cheap or stingy, the phrase Jew down may seem to be a harmless expression that's used in everyday vernacular. However, it is an insulting, anti Semitic misrepresentation of Jewish behavior that plays into the trope of Jews as greedy money handlers who are unwilling to part with their earning, let's be very clear. There are many people who are going to say, "Oh, I agree with him. Generalization of any group means one thing, you are wrong. That's why Dr. King said you judge a person based on the content of their character, individual character. Why is that so hard to understand? We all want to be interpreted based on our individual conduct and not the conduct of the next person. But then when it comes to our interpretation of others, we apply a generalization, a standard that we ourselves say we are above. All right, what are your thoughts this sisters?
4: Yeah, it's weird that he has an Israeli flag in his office and they want him to resign, but he's not gonna resign. Why would he resign? He's not sorry, he doesn't think he said anything wrong. No one's gonna make him resign. The people who voted for him aren't gonna ask him to. And it's just a little harmless racism, right? It's Just a little bit of harmless, archaic anti-Semitism. Apart from how obviously bad this is, it's such an outdated stereotype. The Jewish community used to be demonized for among other things engaging in usury. And we all do that now, it's built into our institutions it feels very ignorant and for a political leader, it is very irresponsible language.
1: Yep, the head of a public school allegedly uses
0: the n-word. What's the penalty? Well, let's discuss, Uh, let's put it up for a mass. Now, I'm going to explain how this is a public school dynamic because some have confused the narrative. This happened at an Indianapolis school. CEO Nathan Tuttle of Indianapolis Public Schools Charter School. This is a charter school, yes, but it is a public charter school. It is publicly funded. It is a public charter school. Edison School of the Arts was placed on administrative leave after he was accused, Mr. Nathan Tuttle, of using the N word, okay? In front of students. He is also no longer listed on the school's website. Former Edison teacher, Renee Earler, said she left the school after just one year of teaching because of her experience working for Mr. Tuttle. Right? Left the school. There's more. Earler was not surprised to hear about the alleged incident because he made a lot of very racially insensitive and sexually insensitive comments. Before, earlier and several teachers even filed a complaint in 2014 to the IPS district. But nothing was ever done. You mean to tell me you all were aware of this since 2015, filed official complaints, people left the job because of his sexism and racism. He was still allowed to be the head of the institution engaging in this kind of conduct at this point, this is either negligent hire, or negligent retention of the school district. There's more, earl told Fox 59 and I quote. The things he said about our black families were just terrible. A person able to say those things about a person of color should not be in charge of a school. School board member Ernest Britton said total was not calling a student the n-word, but only reprimanding a child after he said the n-word. That's the excuse, okay? Regina Cole, an Edison instructional assistant corroborated the story. So keep them up. The reason why I'm bringing you all in it is because you all decided to jump in it yourself. Don't blame me, blame the person that got you involved. You defended them, deal with it. Parents and teachers say that it doesn't matter. Not once if I hear a child say the n-word in this school, do I repeat that word? said one Edison School of Arts teacher. Meanwhile, some Edison parents are calling on the board to take action. Let me remind you, this doesn't happen with any other word. We've heard this defense many times before from educators who utilize the N word. They will say, oh, "Oh, well, I heard a student say it, and so I said it back, yeah. Does that happen when you hear a student say the F word? Or any other word deemed to be completely inappropriate in a professional setting? No. And here's the other thing. Teacher, you are responsible for professional conduct. You did something called signing a contract. The contract has a morals clause. The morals clause says these are actions you must not engage in. You signed that. Let's put it up. All right, Shamura, Caruthers Spaulding, a former Edison dance teacher and parent, said, and I quote, they need to let the kids know they come first. Exactly, advocacy matters. How you treat kids in situations like this, they learn. She is one of 20 teachers to have left the school since 2021 because of Tuttle's leadership, saying others are fearful to come forward because many are still in the district teaching. The board is working with a law firm that is conducting a legal review. The firm did not give a timeline but said it they will recommend either keeping Tuttle on the payroll or suggesting he be fired based on their findings. I mean damn it's difficult to fire a racist white man. What in the hell is there to investigate? Over 20 teachers have said the same thing. Complaints stemming back to 2014. Current students saying the man uses the n-word in front of us to talk to us. And still you have to hire a whole damn law firm to make a decision on if perhaps the man should remain on payroll or not. This is insane. This is insane, but it is here. We will continue to follow with this sister, what are your thoughts?
4: I mean, how much money does the school have that they can afford to be hiring law firms? But you know, people are getting really bold these days and why wouldn't they? There are barely any meaningful consequences for these types of actions or rhetoric. We elected a man to be the president of the United States after he insulted practically every minority group in this country. Yep. And I don't want to make this about Trump, but his 2016 campaign was pretty scary for a lot of Americans for exactly this reason. We all saw the writing on the wall. We all saw that his rhetoric would spread and make life unnecessarily difficult for entire groups of people. And when you start using rhetoric like this, it starts to normalize fringe ideas and things that are considered taboo by most of civilized society. Which ultimately leads to backward legislation. For example, like the marriage bill that we just spoke about from Tennessee. It's all connected.
0: Yep, all right, we got more
1: on the other side. It's indisputable stick and stay. Welcome back, we have
0: a lot of show left, all right? Press for time, let me read a few of these comments. Stop dragging, said. but Doc, he said it wasn't being anti-Semitic. Who are we to judge, all right? Uh, Progressive Alaskan, what he said is categorized as anti-Semitic slurs, all right? Uh, C. Michael Henson, thank you, C. Michael. Just because you don't believe something is a slur doesn't make it not a slur. Even if you don't mean it as a slur, it's offensive to others. Just ask the NFL team from Washington DC about that. All right, Um, it is uh, an interesting dynamic to see how people twist and turn in order to justify offending somebody else. It really is. Okay, this is an indisputable exclusive. A man shot at by the police, damn near 100 times. All right, let me take you to the video, here it is. He was unarmed, no weapon at all. Let's put up the picture of him in a more peaceful circumstance. Police allegedly fired 90 bullets at an unarmed African American man. This actually took place March 10th, 2021 in Los Cruces, Mexico. New Mexico, excuse me, following a police phone call that claimed he was violent and may be armed and would not surrender to the police. The police staked out his location, and within a couple of minutes, Pitt maneuvered his vehicle when he did not stop within two minutes of them signaling him to stop. The man, is Jonathan Strickland. Strickland, who says he wants to get back to working with animals, says he will carry lifelong injuries from being shot at by the police, damn near 100 times. He said he still has two bullets in him from the shooting, and has difficulty walking. He's alive, yes. Here's what Strickland's attorney said, and I quote. There's an old African adage that goes, until the lion learns to speak. The stories will always glorify the hunter. Many of my clients' families exist, they're the families of the lion. And nobody's really there to speak except for the hunter. We have law enforcement officers often on the other side of young black men and acting ferociously toward them. Seven days later, Brandy called the police saying she was unsure. If she wanted to press charges against him, that was the original phone call. The original phone call that said he had a gun, which he did not. That he was basically dangerous against the police. He was having a bad day, but not dangerous against the police. That person went on record and withdrew the complaint. After 100 bullets fly in the direction of one man. Let's put the picture up. Here's a screen grab of her. Here's a screen grab of her call back to police a week after the shooting. The officer shakes her head in disappointment. In disappointment when she hears Brandy is uncertain about moving forward with the charges. There's more. An attorney for the city of Los Cruces said in her testimony, it did not seem insincere. And could not have been any more compelling if it were written by a Hollywood screenwriter. Here's the attorney, Lewis Robles.
2: So when she says that she's recanted, the problem that exists is the wealth of information and the quality of the information she gave the lawsuit Cruz's Police department about the way she uh, was victimized by her uh, Mr. Strickland.
1: Let's put this up,
0: okay? Now, you're going to see law enforcement scramble to justify pulling up on someone and firing. Brandy Campbell signed two affidavits shortly after the incident stating, I'm not afraid of Jonathan and I do not need to be protected from him. Jonathan is a good father to our first child and Jonathan did not abuse me. I did not tell officers the truth. There's more. The city is defending their officer's response. Their attorney cites a police interaction in Jonathan's hospital bed. When Jonathan said, I acted as if I had a gun, but I didn't, okay. Jonathan also said he had nothing in his hands. Let's go to the hospital shot. Here's what the city's attorney
1: said.
2: He did not raise his hands as if he was surrendering. He did not raise his hands to grip the steering wheel. He raised his hands in a manner that was consistent with a person having a gun in them. And given what the officers were told by uh, Mr. Strickland's ex-wife that Mr. Strickland was armed and that when the police encountered him, there would be a shootout. That officer concluded that that, that what was in that hand or those hands uh, more accurately was a firearm. And he acted appropriately. Now it's mistaken, but we only know that in hindsight.
0: There was nothing in his hands at all, nothing. If you make a symbol, that means you don't have anything in your hands. The attorney is attempting to justify the inappropriate actions of these officers who literally said we are going to engage in combat because of a 911 caller, whom they did not vet. Probable cause typically requires that you at least vet the individual who gives you the information, make sure it is credible, launch an investigation. Be intentional about making sure you don't kill someone unnecessarily. It doesn't stop there. In her 911 call dispatcher, Randy Campbell tells police the uh, he wouldn't want to get arrested, okay? Strickland said the 911 call for domestic violence perpetrated by a black man against a white woman provoked a racially motivated response by police. Here's his attorney. In this circumstance, we're blessed that Strickland gets to tell his part of the story and maybe help to create a vision of persons who are unfairly and unjustly brought against this type of deadly And capricious force, for whatever reason, she did not want to be with him. She felt this was a way she could dissolve the marriage. Sometimes people misuse police authority and power against other people. Uh, Can you think of anything more damaging than you saying something to the police? The police acting in a way that you probably wanted them to act in the moment. Individual ends up living but has a severe, a severe or multiple severe injuries, will go through life with these injuries now. And there's a document where you say, I lied to the police. No penalty for her, obviously. The penalty is for him. Um, the city attorney denies the police response was racially motivated in any way. Uh, here's the New Mexico Las Cruces chief. Buck stops with him. His name is Chief. Miguel Dominguez, um, Chief Dominguez, Buck stops with you. Um, naturally, I assume that you are backing the words of the city attorney. All right, so sad, it is miraculous this man is a lie, lie, almost 100 bullets go into his vehicle, just as to what he thought here.
4: How absolutely unjustifiably and just ridiculously egregious is this? Is this a realistic example of self-defense? Even if you fail to immobilize someone with the first couple of shots, a hundred shots. How can anyone de- defend or justify this? You know, he was unarmed, he was targeted, he was disposable to the cops who shot at him a hundred times. His life is forever changed, and the cops won't lose any sleep over that. They were just doing their jobs or whatever they perceive their jobs to be. And that's just law enforcement. And apparently their lives are more valuable than the man they shot at 100 times. And they'll have a million reasons why their actions were justified. We're already seeing that a million things that should have happened, that the victim should have done or the way he should have acted. But we all know that it's nonsense.
0: Yeah, and this is the reason we need better policing, police reform dynamics and better police,
1: period, all right. I've got you know, you know I I do you think I'm scared because you're recording me, what do you want, what do you want? You're the one to flip me off. So do you want call to the police? Us. start something? Call, call the police. I don't give a Call your mom and dad they What's the problem? We don't have rights? I thought
3: so. She's only reporting to me because she's scared
1: and she knows she's
0: stupid. And she's a What are girl. you going to do to a 90-pound girl? I ain't going to But you're the one that started You can't back your ass
1: up, then you shouldn't do it. Right? Yes, yeah, I thought. What are you gonna do to a 90 pound girl? Don't f start, you can't finish. That's what you should do. Learn your lessons. Learn Actions. to regulate
3: your emotions.
1: Actions regulate have consequences. What regulate what? Your emotions. Actions. Actions have consequences. I don't have parents. Actions of not, have consequences. Because I'm sure they got rid of your
3: ass. Actions have consequences. White trash. You that's wrong. you, not me, baby, because I ain't white.
1: Think about it twice. Well, you're still trash. You're trash because you flip people off because you think you're all that in a I bag know. of chips. You, you want to flip me off? Let's do it. The f- get
0: oh. Let's put the picture up for mass here. Sir, based on the size of your truck and the size of your brand, I'm going to conclude you are a Trump supporter. Number one. Number two, you said something quite interesting when you got out of that uh, truck.
1: We don't have rights, you proffered in a question. So you do have rights, Um, just as she has rights. If someone flipped you off, that is within the context of rights. You Approaching somebody
0: aggressively as if you are going to physically assault them is not protected by the United States Constitution. And then you said actions have consequences, you're damn right. You are now, sir, internet famous. Actions have consequences. The poster of the video gave her account on the incident said and I quote, psychos in Denver. I was walking my dog and watched them cut someone off at a Broadway at Broadway and I lift. and they sped into the neighborhood. I was crossing the street with my dog and I had to jog to avoid them. So I flipped them off and this happened. Thank you to the people at the end for intervening, there you go. Good Samaritans, we also call them anti carers whatever it is. Make sure you say something when you see something like this.
5: All right, David, I here. So I was at the mall, the local mall. I think it was yesterday, actually, and I saw somebody in a pickup truck with a bumper sticker that I just did not like. And I had every sort of a temptation to sort of flip them off or to ask them about their bumper sticker. And then I saw that they were pushing a, a, a child in the, in the in the in the you know stroller, and I was like, look, I don't want I don't want to bother. But the fact of the matter is, yes, we do have a right to be able to confront people and ask them about, you know, hey, why are you flying that flag or why do you have that offensive bumper sticker? And I don't like it. And here's the middle finger. We can even do this to the police with all the videos we do on yep. Rebel HQ. A lot of times Sometimes cops will not like it if you give them the middle finger and they pull you over and come up with something. But the fact is we have that is a protected constitutional right. And if somebody can't handle this, if they become so emotionally charged and so offended, then those people should not be leaving their homes. Don't go out in the street. Don't go out on the sidewalk. Stay in your little confines of your own little bubble and be angry because the fact of the matter is there are a lot of things that are going to happen in society that you may not like, and your ability to talk about them is what matters. If you can't yeah. talk about things and decide you need to resort to violence or threats, then there's something wrong with you.
1: There you go. Black man in police custody died, tells them. He
0: has trouble breathing. They do not listen. Neighbors, speak up as well. He should be alive. Here
3: it is. Report made out with bad numbers, all that fun stuff, names. Dude, Dude, he's he's literally sitting there passing out, man. He's passing the out. Why? Because when you put your arms behind your back like that, it restricts your breathing.
1: Bobby, stand up, okay? Stand up.
3: Dude, he's black and he's pale. I can see he's pale. See, just breathe, Bubby. Breathe, Bubby.
1: Is
3: he going to receive any kind of medical treatment? Yes, no? Maybe so? He's black and I can literally see him going pale, pasty. So y'all can stand there and just ignore the question. But the question still remains, and I've got all of you on camera. So if he dies in your custody, Ashland Police Department, Ashland's finest right here,
1: guys.
0: Clarence Wilkerson was his name. The neighbor did what she could do to bring attention to the situation. It did not phase the officers. There's more video. Here it is.
3: Yeah, he can't, he's running around the neighborhood yeah, watching for him. He has. He's got a card on for him. Gotta meet that quota, huh?
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, look at that. Cops everywhere. Not a goddamn one of them want to answer any questions.
1: I can't he can't breathe.
3: Man, make and having his hands behind his back like that restricts his breathing if he's already got issues with breathing. Just a little medical advice there. Hey, can I get a shot of your name and your badge number real quick? You. Hello? <laughs> Watch him ignore me. Not allowed to do that. Can I get your badge number, please? 1265. What's your name? Name? Name. Name, name, Sean McCormick. All right. If he dies, you're responsible for him. Bethany Bowman.
1: Yeah, my place. Yeah,
3: I'm legal. I've never been in trouble.
1: Well, come back over here. Bye. It's not wrong, you're not allowed
3: over here. No, you're fun. a cop, not a god.
0: Bethany tried to provide common sense to these cops. They were unwilling to listen she was accurate about it. if you have a breathing problem sometimes being handcuffed behind your back can actually make it worse there is existing policy with most police stations most police precincts if that issue is with a particular person then they are instructed to either a handcuff them in the front or b provide what's called link cuffs so that you extend The cuffs behind their back, let's put up the picture. This man should be alive today. 34 year old Clarence Wilkerson, a beloved father of two, died last Saturday while in the custody of the Ashland Kentucky Police Department. Officers detained Clarence Wilkerson following an apparent pursuit over a suspicion of him having warrants. A passionate sportsman in the mid 2010s. He briefly played semi pro football for a team in Carter County before in a large heart made it impossible to play anymore. The element led him to be on disability. Court records show he had a cocaine case filed against him in 2011, but it was dropped. In 2013, he was charged with distribution that was pleaded down to simple possession. And he was given three years of probation. Sheriff Ford Wilkins' mother said the last incident scared him straight. The only other legal trouble he saw since then was a misdemeanor case in 2017 for public intoxication and second degree fleeing on foot. Records show he had a bench worn out during the time of the arrest. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump, who will represent the family, said officers did not do enough to avoid this very preventable loss. Trump is calling for cooperation and transparency from the Ashland PD, as Kentucky State Police conduct their own investigation. KSP post 14 trooper Shane Goodall said Wilkerson started to complain about an unspecified medical issue. Once he was in handcuffs, he later died of this ailment at King's Daughters Medical Center. KSP also announced Monday that prelim results of the autopsy showed no trauma. Saying Wilkerson's death could possibly be related to pre-existing medical conditions. Bethany Bowman, the woman who filmed the arrest says she and Wilkerson live near each other and that he's been harassed by Ashland police before. She said Mr. Wilkerson had stopped by her trailer minutes before he was detained by the police and began fleeing. From the time he ran until he returned to the police cruiser, Bowman estimated five minutes elapsed. She said by the time officers returned with Wilkerson to the trailer, he needed to sit down. They already knew he was in distress by then, she said. That's when Bowman started recording the video of the arrest. Let's go to the chief. You're looking at Ashland PD Chief W Todd Kelly. Buck stops with him, nothing has been done yet. According to Bowman, all officers present, present, excuse me, during Mr. Wilkerson's arrest have been placed on administrative leave. Pending the completion of the investigation. It is amazing to me how cops are trained to see crime immediately, arrest immediately, prosecute by way of evidence transferred to the DA's office effectively, they can do all of these things. But all of a sudden, when it comes to police committing crimes, they have no idea if a crime actually took place. Video evidence, testimony, individuals violating policy protocol and statute become very murky to the detective that work when a cop is involved. All right, thoughts here.
4: Yeah, there's nothing more heartbreaking than a preventable death, especially one at the hands of those who are supposed to protect you. This is a horrible story and you have to wonder how many people and systems failed for this to happen, for these cops to think that it was appropriate for them to act this way, especially while being recorded by a citizen. And without getting too conspiratorial, you also have to wonder, how often this or similar incidents happen that we don't hear about that maybe get covered up. Now, I don't know if this is a matter of leadership or maybe it's a matter of hiring the wrong people to fill roles within the criminal justice system. But whatever the reason or reasons for how and why this happened, something needs to be done about it. I'm not confident that enough will be done, but these are institutional, not individual failings.
0: That's right. Listen, word to the police, very simple. Treat unarmed black men when you arrest them the same way you treat white mass
1: shooters, all right, we got more on the other side is indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, lot of show left,
0: thank you for remaining with the program. Okay, I'm gonna read just a couple of comments very quickly, okay? Um, yeah. Oh, I knew that stop dragon says that my previous comment about uh, what? who are we to judge? The councilman was meant to be sarcasm. Um, he was clear, uh, clearly anti anti semitic. I apologize for because of confusion. Now you didn't confuse me, okay? If you confuse somebody else, I understand, but you didn't confuse me. I knew it was sarcasm, okay? Um, next to you, what's your reporter, uh, the citizens are expected to be better trained than the police. Isn't that something very interesting? All right, a cop police officer has now been charged because he decided to hit a man for jaywalking. I kid you not. Here's the video.
3: Hey, hey, I you know, know. out. 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 I ain't even doing nothing. I'm not yeah. even doing nothing. I'm not yeah, in, I'm yeah. not, y'all got your camera on? Yep. Please don't. your can't Get out
1: the gun. Hey! face, bro? I can't get my hands behind my back, bro. I can't get my Over. Roll over! over. Help. Roll help. over! Help! 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 Roll over! Help! Wait, what do roll over!
0: Hey! But Jaywalking! Jaywalking! The man cannot roll over with cops on top of him. It was a manipulation of circumstances, what the cops were engaged in. He cannot put his hands behind his back because they were pinned down. Let's put up the screenshot double. You have the cop, I'm gonna get into this fully. A Michigan State trooper is now facing charges for punching a black man in the chest after reportedly accosting him. Jaywalking, Trooper Paul E Arrowwood was suspended 20 days after the September 4th beating in a report he admitted to striking the man at least 13 times with a closed fist as a form of physical control. An MSP investigation yielded a felony charge of misconduct in office and misdemeanor charge of assault and battery for the trooper on March 3rd. Let me give you the legal trouble the trooper faces. Arrowwood now faces up to five years in prison and a $10,000 fine for the felony charge. He could face up to 93 days in jail and a $500 fine for the misdemeanor charge. His attorney entered a not guilty plea on his behalf on March 3rd. He was booked and fingerprinted, but did not spend time in jail. The judge set a 7500 personal recogn- recognizance bond. That's a signature bond for the trooper. And he must return to court on the 21st of March. That is his prelim hearing. History of misconduct. In 2020, MSP found that he violated policy after pulling his weapon on a 27 year old black man who had a legally owned gun and detaining him in July. The black motorist filed a racial discrimination complaint. Officer Arrowwood was, in fact, disciplined because they found the complaint credible. However, agency officials did not disclose the punishment the trooper received, which is protected under state law. The George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act would have usurped that ridiculous state law. There's more. Following the attack, Michael D. Wilson was treated by an ambulance on the scene and was charged with assaulting, resisting, or obstructing police, the charges were obviously later dropped. But he was hit with similar charges for another incident in November with the Saginaw police saga continues jaywalking, jaywalking. The federal government has to get more involved in these cases, even if law prevents them from being able to utilize statutory dynamics from the federal government to do so. They can withhold funding from these police departments, drive them up as far as functional operating agencies and mandate change before that money comes back to them. Biden can do that without the requirement of Congress. My dear sister thoughts here.
4: Yeah, you, you almost can't expect cops to not be power hungry the way we elevate them in society. You can't expect them to not let that power go to their heads. You can't even expect them to be you know, the best or the most just or even the most ethical people in the community because they're not vetted to be. And then on top of that, we give them deadly weaponry with which they're supposed to defend themselves. But we've seen them abuse that firepower time and time again, knowing that they likely won't suffer any consequences for doing so. In fact, they'll probably be protected in their right to do so. And this particular cop didn't use his gun here, but he certainly used excessive force. I'm sure with the expectation that he wouldn't suffer any consequences for doing so. I'm glad that now he's facing charges, but we need to be better about preventing these incidents from happening in the first place. Not just prosecuting them after the fact. And honestly, we're barely good at prosecuting these crimes. We can barely even call them crimes whenever a cop is at fault. We have a long way to go.
0: Yeah, well said, we'll continue to follow this story as it develops. Tiger Woods being sued for $30 million by his ex-girlfriend. This is. A hell of a story, let's put up the picture full of mass here, wow. All right, Tiger again, TMZ Sports has learned that Tiger Woods is being sued by his ex-girlfriend Erica Herman for 30 million claiming he cooked up a scheme to toss her out of their home. Erica is also asking a judge to declare the NDA she signed unenforceable. She says federal law allows her to speak out in cases involving sexual misconduct or harassment. But so far, she hasn't specified what he allegedly did. According to docs, TMZ Sports obtained, Erica Herman and Tiger actually broke up last fall. The then couple had been living together in his home in Florida for six years. That's a long time, during which Erica says she performed, and I quote, valuable services, very cryptic here, okay? For Tiger in exchange for living there rent free. She admits she doesn't have that in writing, but refers to an oral tenancy agreement. Once again, another quote, which was supposed to last five more years after their split. It seems like she's dropping hints here, that's just me. Circumstances of the breakup. Erica claims that Tiger's people convinced her to pack a suitcase last fall for a short vacation without Tiger. Drove her to the airport. Once they arrived at the airport, she was told she'd been locked out of the house and could not go back in the docks. Erica alleges one of Tiger's lawyers, even met her at the airport with a proposal to resolve any outstanding issues between Tiger and her. She also claims they confiscated more than $40,000 in cash she had at the house and accused her of doing something shady to get the money. A previous accusation of a callous breakup, let's put the picture up. They say Tiger has been doing this since high school. Tiger Woods' high school sweetheart revealed that she that he ended their three-year relationship with a short four sentence note. Uh, Dina Gravel Parr said that the letter stated she didn't fit into the plan Tiger's parents had for him. Parr was blindsided by this because the pair talked about marriage and children. This is according to the HBO documentary. Tiger. Tiger. I mean, come on man, you gotta make sure they're happy walking away, brother. If you have the opportunity, sir, engage in a thoughtful process. If you don't want to be with somebody, you don't have to be rude about it. Now, you don't have to do it, the way I'm telling you is wise. You probably would have avoided a $30 million lawsuit. All right, my sister, I don't have much experience with this part, all right? but. What say you about the claim of his ex?
4: Yeah, like, this must be what they mean when they say, more money, more problems. You know, <laughs> Tiger is wild. Like, why is he like this? It doesn't need to be like this, Tiger. And he has a track record of these messy ca- types of breakups. You know, women need to just stop going out with him. Honestly, he should stop dating altogether. It seems like every time he breaks up with someone, he gets sued for millions of dollars. It's always a scandal. Tiger, just get it together for, re- for real. Just. It doesn't yeah, need ma'am. to be this way.
0: Yeah, this is this is getting depressing, Tiger.
4: It's Dang, unnecessary.
0: Really is, got too much money for that. <laughs> all right, always a pleasure to have you on the program. How can people follow you, check out your great work?
4: Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at yazkyazzzz, 5 zs and then you can also find my work on the TYT YouTube channel for the breakdown.
0: There it is, all right. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable. Welcome to Indisputable. I'm your host, Dr. Rashad Richard. We got a lot happening today. But what do we do on this show? We tell the truth. You know why we tell the truth? Because the truth is simply indisputable. Rashad,
3: great to be here. Congratulations on the new show. And I gotta let everybody know that Rashad and I go way back.
0: People still need healthcare, so I won't stop. People still need criminal justice systems reform throughout this country, so I won't stop, and you won't stop either.